Have you ever been frustrated trying to build a business that you love, connect deeper with your family, and take care of your physical and mental health, but it just seems like you never have time? In my search for those answers, I found out that there are three very specific things that family-driven entrepreneurs do in order to excel in it all. If you're someone who's interested in learning these three things, we have a free upcoming training that you can register for so we can share these three things to help you succeed faster. Check out the show notes or go to modernleadership.us forward slash workshop. This is a limited time workshop, which will be recorded just in case you can't make it live. Thank you for being willing to lean in and continue to grow. And above all, keep leading from the front leader. Welcome to Modern Leadership, the podcast, where we see things differently. I'm your host, Mark Hildebrand. I'm a husband, father, master life and legacy coach for leaders, co-creator of the Pushco Certification School, and 20-year law enforcement officer from Southern California. Once I realized how leaders looked at things differently, I was able to lead myself to a 100-pound weight loss, lead more effectively in my police career, create a successful business, and a better connection with my family that was more aligned with the legacy I wanted to create. Now, this podcast is for ambitious, high-performing leaders who want to create more, but refuse to do so at the cost of the other important areas of their life, including their family and their health. People who are willing to see things through their modern leader lens. If that's you, welcome to Modern Leadership. Let's go. Hey guys, what is going on, my people? And welcome back to another Monday episode. We are going to be talking about all things how leaders speak. Not just how leaders speak, but how they speak in a way to empower themselves and others to take action. Because you guys know this, words have a ton of power. I want want you to try this on for size. What's the difference in your body? Like, How does it make you feel when I say, if I hit my goal, I'm going to blank? Versus when I hit my goal, I'm going to do whatever. Now, how, whatever you feel on there in the end, I'm sure you can feel the energy shift when you say the difference between if versus when. That's really what we're going to dive into today because I, what I've found is that leaders like really do speak differently. I, I never had an idea of like why leaders would get me to take action. And I really didn't have an idea of like how when sometimes when I was just on on point that I would get other people to take massive action. And sometimes I wouldn't, not only with others, but also with myself. So after you listen to this, you're going to notice that when you're reading in books, when you're listening to podcasts, when you're being a part of courses or anything, you're going to see that leaders are talking in a very specific way for a reason. And how to do that, we're going to talk about that today in the podcast. The reason why is because not taking the time to think through how you're currently speaking is actually preventing you from helping yourself and others to take more action in your life. You hear me say this on the podcast a lot, right? We don't get better by consuming, we get better by acting. Well, how do we get ourselves to act? Words are one of the ways that we do that because words are like literally like the 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 map into our brain. They will literally tell us and show us what's going on inside there. And sometimes when people struggle with what their thoughts and what their stories are, they really um, don't take a second to slow down and see what the words they're using actually sound like. Because when they see and find what those words are that are actually holding them back, then they can unlock actually what is going on in their brain that's causing them to feel that way. Now, I could definitely see why um, you might think that it might not be important to slow down and do this. But no one ever like is able to make the biggest impact if they don't do this. Why do you think that the great leaders like I mean, John Maxwell, Simon Sinek, Jocko Willink, Steve Jobs, how do you think they inspire people to take massive action? 
It's because they are extremely precise with their language. And it wasn't something that I see because I've seen all videos of them when they first got started that happened naturally. But there was ways that they found to like really focus on things. And really, I think what a lot of people do is they use this trial by error method and they produce a lot of errors along the way. And that actually is what, as long as you reframe it and you learn from it, what you can actually use to actually turn around this kind of talk. But I really want to speed up that process for you today by really talking to you about the five most common errors when it comes to the use of your words and also what we can do instead. Like I said, this comes from me not only studying great leaders like this, but also seeing when I'm leading what I'm seeing, like how it's not only coming across, but getting people to take action or getting them inspired, or is it demotivating them? Because sometimes things that might inspire me actually don't inspire other people, okay? So let's get into these five errors and the corrections um, today. Now, error number one is we don't realize the power of I am statements. I literally gave a presentation of the power of I am because I am whatever happens after those two words will literally be your fate. So if your I am statements are something like I'm overwhelmed, uh, I'm powerless, I'm an introvert, I'm stuck, I'm not good, I don't have enough, I don't have enough um, resources, I haven't done this long enough. All of those things will literally get you to go out there and create those things out in the world. You'll find all the evidence that it's true. Now, we don't have time to go down the entire push method on this. That's what we do inside of our PCCS, um, our push code certification school. But trust me when I say like what you focus on, you will literally manifest. If you're focused on I don't have enough time, it'll get you to feel a certain way in your body. And when you feel that way of like, you know what, I feel like I'm stuck you will actually take actions of somebody who feels like they're stuck, which is you're not going to be doing things. You're going to be, or you're going to be taking action on things that really don't move the needle. And as a result, you're actually going to be manifesting that you don't have time. But if there's a different thought in there that you could find, you can literally flip the switch and actually find more time. So what can you do instead? Well, you make sure whatever comes after the I am, make it count. So if you are like learning something new, then I am learning how to get better at this. I am learning how to communicate. That in and of itself just is a total energy changer versus I'm struggling or I'm stuck or I'm making mistakes versus I am learning how to blink. There's another one. I am controlling what I can control. There's another one. I'm a leader and I'm willing to do uncomfortable things. Or I am here to make a massive impact and I'm willing and able to do hard things. Any of those statements that you can make that is um, connected to the words I am that get you to feel like you're on fire is going to be a game changer. But I also want you to make sure that when you're saying things out loud, if you're putting a label on yourself and you're saying I am blank and it's something that is not going to serve you, that you stop it. Either you turn it around and, and write a different I am statement or you just completely eliminate it because it is not going to help you to even say that out loud. All right, so that was error number one. Error number two is using or versus and. Now, here's the, here's the caveat with this. And you've heard me talk about this probably before. And that is like, when you say the word or, you're basically saying there's one right or wrong answer. You trap yourself in a box saying you can only do one or the other. You literally program your brain to only focus on one or the other. You basically eliminate half of your options. But what you can do instead is you can ask yourself, how might I do both with excellence? How might I do both and really show up on my A-game? How might I get the, both, the best of both worlds? When you start programming it with the word and, you will be amazed the answers that you come up with. 
And you don't need to have the answers right then. But when you program it and you're like, listen, I know there's an answer out there that I could do both. Now you're open and receptive to accepting it when you when it actually crosses your newsfeed, when it actually um, gets talked about in your mastermind, when you're reading about it in the book. As long as you're growing, you're going to be able to find those answers. So stop trapping yourself in the or versus and situation. So when you hear yourself say the word or, I want you to stop and go, wait, nope, this is an and situation. Now, error number three is using the word but. I'm literally, as, as I'm like typing out emails, I go back and I find and search all of the times that I say the word but, and I try and remove it and eliminate it. The reason why is because when you say the word but, everything that you said before that, you become irrelevant. It's like you throw it under the rug. So let me give you some examples. So I want to build my business, but I'm a busy parent. What you're saying is like, I want to build my business, but I can't because I'm a busy parent. And it's just because of that simple word, but. I want to lose weight, but I've got a busy career. I want to leave, but I don't have the experience. Anything you say before the but gets negated. And it's kind of like gives me this feeling like, why even say that? If you're not, if you're going to like protect that excuse, why would you even like bring it up? It's just the way that our brain works. But like I said, these words, not only do they create worlds, but they show you what's going on in your brain. So somewhere in your brain, you're saying that you can't have both. So what do you do instead? Well, you replace the word but with the word and. I want you to try this on for size. I want to build my business and I'm a busy parent. I want to lose weight and I've got a busy career. I want to lead and I'm gaining experience by doing it. Can you see how that feels with literally just a simple word change? Like shifting from the word but to the word and literally will be a game changer. So as you go, I want you to now focus on the words or I am and but because anytime those three things come up so far, these are the first three errors you want to literally flip those around. Error number four is using words like should or have to. Should or have to. I remember hearing about this first, like when you're shoulding all over yourself, it's like literally a recipe for disaster. You're trying to shame yourself into taking more action next time, but it never works because it has this feeling in your body like you're not good enough. You're, it's never going to be possible for you. And so why even try? Anytime you hear the word, I should have done this or I should have done that, stop yourself because that is not going to help you show up next time. It's the same thing with like the words have to. When you have to go to work, that sucks the energy out of you. Guys, you don't have to go to work. I'm telling you, you don't. Like, I know we have this thing of like, I have to be a parent today. Well, in reality, you don't. You, you really don't. It's a decision that you're making. And really, when you flip that have to, to something else, I'll talk about that in a second, to something that fuels you, it will change like the entire sentence, not only that you say out loud, but also the feeling that you get in your body. So what can we do instead? Well, remove the word should from your vocabulary. Instead, I want you to ask yourself, what can I learn from this for next time? If I were to do this all over again, what would I do differently? That is pulling into your heart voice instead of using your head voice to should or to shame yourself into doing it. And when you pull into your heart voice, you literally will come up with incredible answers. The other ways or the other word have to also remove that from your vocabulary, but you can say it either in an I am statement. You can say I get to I was born to or really anything else that makes you feel fired up when you say it. So when you say I have to parent today. And instead, you're like, no, I get to be an incredible parent today. Sometimes for some people, that will fuel them. It does me. It like literally changes the energy. Sometimes that for some people, it makes them feel like shame because they're now like um, flipping that around. It just gives them a different feeling in their body. 
That's why you have to find the statement that's really going to connect with you, whether it's I was born to, I get to, I am, I am parenting today. Whatever that is um, that gets you to feel more fired up is going to really help you rather than what you have to do. Because the things you have to do, you feel like you're, is forced. It's never forced, guys. The only thing that you can control is the actions and, and behaviors that you specifically take, right? We can't control other people, but you get to choose whether or not you do something all the time. Even when you're like, oh, I have to go to work in order to make money for food. No, you could find many other ways to get money for food and you can go out and do whatever it is that it takes to make that happen, but you don't have to go to your work and really like freeing yourself from that. And then if you decide to go to work, awesome. But coming from the place of like, hey, I'm in charge here. I'm the person who is like literally in control. It just gives you the control back and then you can go back into your normal day if you want to and you literally will have a different feeling in your body. All right. Error number five. This is the biggest one of all, guys. This is the biggest one of all. You don't hold those you lead to these same standards too. So I was talking about this um, uh, in the beginning, a little bit about like trying to get other people to take action too. So one of the first things we have to do is we have to model that behavior by getting ourselves to take action too. But once we do, once we take control of our words, we also have to get uncomfortable and make sure that we help other people take control of their words too. Now, you don't have to do this like, like the people at my work say, like an Adam Henry. You don't have to do it like you're like doing it in an aggressive or dominating way, but you can actually do it in a much more empowering way. So if you hear somebody saying something like, um, what they should have done, or they have to do this, or this or that. You can just simply come in and say something like, what I thought I heard you say was, I should have. Did you mean next time I'm going to X, Y, and Z? Really just getting them to um, reshift it by just asking them like, hey, yeah, I, I think I heard you say this. Did you mean this? And literally giving them the opportunity to grab onto that. Or how about this one? I heard you say that you'll try to do that thing. Did you mean you're going to do it? Really, that's something that my daughter actually holds me to now, because when she was younger, she would always tell me all the things that she was trying to do. I'm like, no, sweetheart, you're either going to do it or you're not going to do it. Like, there's no trying. You're still going to either do it or not do it. And so she would hold me to it, too. I remember one Christmas, she was like, hey, daddy, can you give this letter to Santa? Because I have all these gifts I want to get. And I said, I would try to get it to him. And she said, daddy, either do it or not do it. I don't, I don't want you to try. I want you to do it or not do it. And I said, touche, Alyssa, touche, because that's the way she is. She will literally take the words that I'm using for her and realize the power of those words and shift it back to me, which at the same time, I'm like, man, I still do that to this day. So holding people to the standard in a way that doesn't make you feel like you're being too aggressive with them is so powerful because you give them power by changing their words. All right. Now, this is the last piece, and that is like sometimes we don't even realize what we are saying ourselves. I mean, it's so easy to coach others and to hear others make these statements. But like I said earlier, when I was talking about my daughter, finding somebody to, who's willing to call you out on your words is critical. Of course, doing it in a nice way, but also like it, it's very hard to see things from our behind the scenes view. And when we have somebody else who's willing to do that for us, just, I would really reach out to them and thank them for being that kind of person who's willing to challenge you a little bit where it might not feel incredible in the moment, but also they're doing it for your true benefit. So find somebody who's willing to call you out like that, or if you already have somebody like that, thank them for that today. All right, so let's go out with a quote. The quote is, our words create worlds. 
As a leader, I'm willing to challenge my own words so I can be example for those who follow my lead. Thank you guys for listening to another episode. I appreciate you so freaking much. You guys are doing incredible out there. I'm getting a ton of messages from people who are out there leading from the front. Um, I appreciate you. Like I say, stay safe, and I will see you guys on the next episode.